friends. Welcome to Village Idiots for Christ. And that's for Jesus and Just Plain Nights. It's Tuesday, August the 3rd. We're finishing up faith, the faith chapter in Hebrews. This is part three. Um, this is, <laughs> this may be the most intense part of it. This would be the latter half of this last section, which goes from 32 to 48 verses, gives the cost of faith. Faith may cost you everything, including your life. We're going to get into that. But faith, there may be a very, very high price you have for faith. But what you get in the end, which is Christ, is is greater than any price you'll ever have to pay. So not to get real heavy about this at the beginning here, but a lot of people don't want to talk about these costs, the cost of uh, our counting the cost. Jesus said we have to count the cost. And so faith is, there's no difference in that with faith. We have to count the cost. And we may pay the ultimate price for faith. Are we willing? This is something you should pray about. And when you, read, when you hear these verses today, and that we're talking heavy stuff here, then I want you to pray about it. Ask the Lord, Lord, am I prepared to lose everything, even my life for my faith, even my wife, my kids, my husband, my job? Am I willing to maintain my faith and not, not deny Christ? There's, I mean, we're, the world we're entering into now, if we are truly headed in, these are truly the end days, and Israel's reestablishment of a, as a nation in 48 is a true sign that these are the end days, then we need to ask ourselves the question, are we prepared to walk our faith out to the end, even if it costs us everything, to remain faithful in faith towards God? So let's read this, and enough, enough the introduction there. Verse 32 and following. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouth of lions, quenched the fury of flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful and battle, and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, uh, and their dead raised to life again. That's through verse 35, 32 through 35. Man, all, all it sounds like is faith has mighty upside. Yes, faith does have a mighty upside. Let's go through it slowly. Gideon is the guy with the trumpet. You know, the 300 guys routed 100,000 guys. He's the one with the trumpets and the torches, Gideon. Barak was uh, one of the judges. And um, Samson, you know the story, Samson. Jephthah, again, another judge. Uh, David, Samuel, and the prophets. You know all these guys. Who through faith, they conquered kings. Faith, their faith. Because they had faith in God, they conquered kingdoms. God made made a way for them to conquer kingdoms. And this is all through faith. Administer justice. If you can administer true justice, you have to have faith to administer God's justice. Isn't that awesome? Think about maybe that's why Maybe that's why the Supreme Court ain't doing such a good job these days. Because they don't have God's kind of faith. And gain what was promised. Again, gain what was promised through faith. Who shut the mouths of lions, Daniel, you know the story. Quenched the fury of the flames, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego goes through through faith. Uh, don't you love it when the king says, hey, look, you know, you don't, you don't bow down to my statue of gold out there. I'm going to throw you in the fire, then who can save you from my hand? And, and then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego say, oh, king, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to, to be careful in how we answer you. If we are thrown into the flames, thrown into the, the furnace, then the God we serve is able to rescue us from your hand. But we want you to know, even if he doesn't, we will not serve your gods, O Nebuchadnezzar. 
Don't you love their boldness? Like, it's like, like, dude, look, okay, we see the furnace. Okay, me, Shadrach, me, Shadrach, and Abednego. We see, we see him. We see the furnace. But you know what? We're not bowing, buddy. We serve a God who's able to save us. And we want you to know that their faith was so awesome. They were live or die. Their faith was so much. It's like, if we live, we live. If we die, we die. If you throw us in there, God can save us. If you throw us in there and we die, you don't care. We're still not serving you guys. Now that's faith. Amen. And escape the edge of the sword. Amen. Who, whose weakness was turned to strength. Amen. That's awesome. Your weakness gets turned to strength. Who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. I mean, King David. I think when David showed up, <laughs> I think the army probably went nuts. Dave's here. And then... And it's probably the awesome war cry. And the, and the other army's going, what's the deal? Oh, no, Dave's there. <laughs> Saul has slain his thousands, and David is tens of thousands. <laughs> Dave, Dave was an awesome warrior poet, man. When Dave showed up, man, it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Terminator. <laughs> Dave said, I'll be back. You all will die. <laughs> Seriously, this boy in his youth was unstoppable. God's hand was with him. And man, he routed foreign armies all the time. Man, this dude put his money where his mouth was, man. He wasn't playing, man. He told, the, he told the king, man, I've killed the lion and the bear, buddy. He told King Saul that when he went out to fight Goliath. Hey, I've killed the lion and the bear. God's delivered the lion and bear, and God delivered Goliath to Dave. Why? Because of faith. Amen. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ralph Arnold. Women receive back their dead again. Remember, Jesus raised the dead. I'm trying to think of an Old Testament example of, of, of someone dying and coming back to life. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I always remember Jesus raising. They were carrying the one. Uh, there are several examples of when Jesus raised the dead. Amen. Um, and, and raised life again. Now, okay, that's, that's the awesome stuff. There's the, the, we rejoice over this. Okay, here's the cost. Here it comes. Are you ready? Get your seatbelt on. This gets bloody and tough. But again, that's why God put it in here. We want, he didn't want us to, to be surprised when if darkness comes, to be surprised. He wanted us to have it in our heart so the Holy Spirit can give us courage and stuff in the middle of, if, if we end up seeing some of these days, we may or may not. We don't know. No one knows the future except God. Um, here we go. Others were taught... Now listen, this is one of my favorite verses. Others were tortured and refused to be released so they might gain a better resurrection. You know, I don't even know what that verse means exactly. So I'm being tortured and they want to release me. And I say no. You know, I don't know if they want the person being tortured to deny, you know, deny God or something. But it said that some were, others were tortured and refused to be released so they might gain a better resurrection. Uh, 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 let me let me let me see here. Wait a minute. Let's see. Thirty-five. Let's go down to thirty-five. See if it's got down here. Thirty-five. 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 Uh, doesn't say. But man, I mean, that means something. That means something. So some people gained a better resurrection by refusing. That means, I don't know if that means they're more exalted when they're resurrected, received a higher place in eternity. I don't know. But that's a cool verse. <laughs> you know, if you're about to be tortured, you know, 
you, you know God's grace is going to be on you. Of course, you'll be able to survive it. I mean, they, they skinned alive, um, Bar, the, the apostle Bartholomew, they skinned him alive. I mean, they put oil, John, the, uh, they put uh, the apostle John in hot oil and didn't kill him. I mean, God will get you through whatever he's got to get you through. So, again, others were tortured and refused to be released so they might gain a better. I pray that God plant that in your heart. I know he planted it in my heart, so if I'm ever about to be tortured, you know, I say, Lord, you know, if they offer to release me, you know what? I'll let them keep torturing me. I'll get a better resurrection. I, like I said, I don't know what that means, but it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, it's impressive sounding. So it means something. Pray about that. That's powerful. Some face jeers and flogging. Oh, I got to tell you something in a second. Um, let's stop for a second. A friend of mine, John, a good friend of mine, a uh, truck driver, he, he said he read a comedy. Remember uh, last week I talked um, last week I talked about the seven spirits of God, and they, they, acute, they um, associated with the Holy Spirit. Well, one interpretation of this, I think it was R.C. Scrolls or somebody, um, uh, or uh, Spurgeon or somebody said, those seven spirits may be the seven, seven of the attributes of God, like his holiness, his sovereignty, his justice, his love. I, loved, I thought that was a cool way of looking at that. The seven spirits of God may be seven, seven representations of seven... Um, Part uh, seven characteristics of God. That does a. I thought that was a cool. And so I told John I'd say that. I forgot to say at the beginning, but those seven spirits of God may be the seven, um, the seven, uh, um, the seven. Um, uh, so excuse me. I know I'm going sideways here when I'm talking about that, but again, uh, I'll, I'll say that for tomorrow. Say, never mind. Let's just keep going here. You know I'm crazy. Amen. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself. Wait a minute. I'm not even teaching Revelation today. Stupid. <laughs> I told you, we don't do any editing here. We're having fun. So anyway, <laughs> don't worry about that. Let's keep going. I just realized I'm an idiot. <laughs> Village idiot, in fact. Amen. Uh, some faced jeers and flogging, while still others were chained and put in prison. So some got jeered, some were flogged. Paul was flogged many times. Jesus himself was flogged. While still others were put in, were chained and put in prison. Paul, the apostle Paul, and Titus together. Uh, they were stoned. Paul was stoned. They were sawed in two. That's how Isaiah died. You imagine being sawed in two. They stretch you out, take a big old sword and cut you across your stomach or whatever. They saw you in two. Man, that's faith to hang in through that. That's grace. That's a grace that I know not of. The Bible says in our time of need, we receive grace in time of need. Man, you know, God, God can get you through anything. Like I said, being skinned alive, Bartholomew, the apostle Bartholomew, skinned alive. Uh, the apostle Andrew was crucified, crucified on an X-shaped cross and hung there for three days on an X-shaped cross. Spread eagle on an X-shaped cross. Man, the church, the the whole the history of the church is bathed in blood. And even um, there's a famous story where um, it was in Fox's Book of Martyrs where. Um, the uh, guy was about to be burned at stake, and the one guy says to him, he says, if God's grace is sufficient while you're on fire, if, if you have presence of mind to do this, hold up one finger, that, 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 and that means you know, that, that God's grace is sufficient to get you through the flames. That guy, while he was on fire, he held up two fingers. Man, faith and grace going together. Man, the power of God through faith and grace, amazing. They were sawed in two. They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in caves and in holes in the ground. Man, there's two sides to this coin called Christianity. There is the prosperity. There is the blessings. There is fellowship with God. But there's also the dark. 
There's also this stuff, too, that people don't want to talk about, especially in this nation. Now, I'm not predicting any of this is coming to us. None of us, again, know the future. We may, none of us may go through any of this stuff. But again, following Jesus may cost you everything. Do you have faith enough to follow Christ through those things? You need to ask yourself those questions. You need to pray about this, that God would increase your faith. That's why, again, being in the Word, getting more faith. But again, these things are in the Bible for a reason. God didn't want us to be unaware of these things. That dark and hard times could come. Peter himself crucified upside down. Jesus told him that in the Gospel of John when he was cooking breakfast for him on the beach. So one day you'll be taken where you don't want to go. I mean, that's how he died and glorified God. So, but again, remember, suffering is a privilege. If you get your mind wrapped around this thing, you'll get the picture. Suffering is a privilege. James and John, again, I told this last week, James and John came out of the Sanhedrin, the book of Acts, rejoicing they'd be considered worthy to suffer for the name. Only the worthy, only those that God has called to that sacrifice, that sacrifice of suffering and torture are going to be called to it. You have to be worthy to suffer. Man, it changes the whole idea of suffering. Again, we're not throwing a party here. We're not saying, Ooh, I'm going to be sawed too. Ooh, isn't that great? That's stupid to think like that. No, you're not thinking like that's great and wonderful. But again, it glorifies God. He gives you the grace. You get through it. And then you go into glory and you gain a better resurrection. Let's read those things again. Again, this isn't a fear thing. I'm not trying to put fear on anybody. But these things, we need to know these things in the word of God. We live in a country that's increasingly, increasingly, increasingly becoming more and more anti-Christ. Our ch children are murdered at the rate of three or 4,000 a day in their mother's wombs in this country. Sexual immorality is at an all-time high where it is becoming the norm and heterosexual relationships are becoming more aberrant. Where it, people are celebrated for sexual morality, and I don't even need to list the alphabet to you. You know what I'm talking about. But that is celebrated. And yet, those of us who are trying to proclaim what the Bible says about our sexuality and, our, and marriage status are reviled. Even though we can prove what we say through the word of God. The Bible-believing Christians are becoming more and more the enemy of the state. The secular Democrats of America, and I'm not picking up the Democrats, I'm not saying there's darkness on all sides of the aisle, but the secular Democrats of America want to put us in, the, the extreme element of them want to put us in prison, calling us enemies of this country. Christianity is looking is being more and more reviled. So that's why we talk about these things. That's why we're reading this. To have our minds, that's the, the foolish and the wise virgins. The foolish virgins didn't have enough oil. And that represents the spirit. The wise virgins were prepared. They were prepared for whatever came. They had their oil stocked up. They had their heart full of the spirit. They were prepared. They were full of the word. They were full of whatever they needed. And the five foolish virgins did not have. And they couldn't. And the, fool, and the wise virgins could not share with them what they had. They had to go and get it themselves. And they were locked out. Man. Being wise in this hour is so important. Having God's heart and mind. And again, walking in this kind of faith we're talking about here. So let's read this again. We're almost done. 15 minutes in. Uh, others were tortured and refused to be released so they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and floggings, while still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned. They were sawed in two. They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. 
They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and in holes in the ground. Here we are concluding. They were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. Watch this. Verse 40, closing verse. God had planned something better for us so that only together with us, uh, they, uh, only together with us would they be made perfect. Man, that's the resurrection of the dead. They were, they were promised. They, they received the promises, but they didn't receive them. They were all committed for it, yet none of them received what had been promised. <laughs> they're all in eternity now. All of those that were tortured and killed, they're all with, with Christ. But the dead and the living are going to meet together in the sky. And we're going to be with the Lord forever. That's the perfection coming. Old Testament, New Testament saints. All the, the dead in Christ rising first. first. I think it's 1 Corinthians 15. And then those of us still alive. The mystery. Those of us still alive. Caught up together with them in the sky. So the dead in Christ. That's all the Old Testament saints. And all the New Testament saints that have already died. We're going to all be made perfect in the sky with Jesus. The Old and New Testament saints that are dead and those of us that are still here and are caught up, the rapture of the church. That's, see, God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. This is one body of Christ. God doesn't want Old Testament, New Testament. He's joining it all together as one. One new man, old and new together, Gentile and Jew together. One, um, male and female is one. One. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one God. Body of Christ, Satu Dalam Christu. I always use the, the Indonesian, one in Christ. Man, and we're going to be perfect. We're going to be, that, we, that they would be made perfect. Man, your faith is going to be well rewarded. Your faith in the living God, your faith in His Son who died on a cross for you, your faith in the Son of God who bled, who gave His blood to wash away your sin and make you white as snow, to take away all your guilt and all your shame and all your darkness. Your faith, your belief in the things not seen. Like it says, now faith is being sure what we hope for is certain what we do not see. Your faith, Certain of what you hope for, and certain of what, sure of what you hope for, and certain of what you do not see, your faith will be well rewarded. You will be made perfect forever, old and new together. All the body of Christ as one, perfectly one forever. One with each other, and one with the Father, Son, and Spirit. I've been doing John 15, 16, 17. The oneness of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and the oneness together with us. That they would be, we would be made one with them, and we would be made one with each other. Man, great joy is coming. Perfection is coming. Rewards are coming for faithfulness and for faith itself. Hang in there. Don't give up. Don't quit. The finish line is in sight. Don't give up. Hold on to your faith. Get more word in you so you get more faith. However you got to get the word in you, get it so you get more faith. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. That should tell you what's the most important thing. The word of God. Jesus the word made flesh, the physical, the physical word in the body, in the Bible. Man, get a hold of this thing called faith. <laughs> and be made perfect forever. Enough said. Part three finished. Hope I presented this to you. I did them back to back.
so you can watch them back to back if you want to get the whole picture that this faith thing is so critical so important in this hour so because we are going to be sorely tested if it were possible even the elect would be deceived even god's children would be deceived god is going to have to shorten the days because no flesh would survive there's a great deception in matthew 24 second thessalonians 2 a great deception that will deceive the minds of those who refuse to love the truth the word of god and so be saved much is coming much is coming this COVID is nothing compared to what is coming upon the earth this is just the beginning of what's coming this is just the beginning of the worldwide whatever deception coming upon the earth be ready be men and women of faith amen and amen love you love you